Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. A high-level diplomatic meeting between the U.S. and Russia. This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Ten minutes. That's how long the U.S. Secretary of State spoke to his Russian counterpart recently, on the sidelines of an international gathering in India. The meeting was short, but noteworthy, because it was the first time the two had met since before Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Countries around the world are eager to see a diplomatic solution to the war that has caused global disruptions. But as NPR's Michelle Kellerman reports, the U.S. remains skeptical. India didn't want the war in Ukraine to dominate the G20 foreign ministers meeting, but Secretary of State Antony Blinken says Russia's actions have had ripple effects around the globe. Every G20 member, and virtually every country, period, continues to bear the costs of Russia's war of aggression, a war that President Putin could end tomorrow if he chose to do so. He says the U.S. wants a, quote, just and durable peace, and that means Russia has to pull out of Ukraine. But given that Russian President Vladimir Putin has failed to meet his objectives in Ukraine, he shows no signs he will walk away from the territorial gains he's made. And the Kremlin leader is still sounding rather confident, says Maria Snegovaya of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. He's doing well. He's quite confident that Russia is managing this conflict and Russia has the capacity to sustain it for a while as the Western resources and Ukraine resilience, from his perspective, get exhausted. So she doesn't see any real diplomatic prospects, at least until Russia faces even more severe losses on the battlefield and more financial losses from sanctions. But there are growing calls for diplomacy around the world, particularly from countries in the global south, hard hit by rising food and energy costs. That's understandable, says Marie Ivanovich, a former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. This war is a disaster for Ukraine on so many different levels, um, and frankly it is for Russia as well. And so countries want, want that to stop. But imagine, she says, there's a robber who invaded your home and took over several rooms. And when the police are called and the police come in and the police say, in this case, the international community, well, you know, I mean, the robber has possession of the lower part of your house. So, you know, you really should make concessions to the robber and, you know, we can all just move forward. I mean, from a Ukrainian point of view, this is completely unacceptable. Yovanovitch says Ukraine has to win and Russia's, quote, imperial mindset needs to be defeated. She's skeptical about recent peace proposals from China as is Lise Howard of the U.S. Institute of Peace. It's not clear to me what would be negotiated at this point. I mean, sure, if it's negotiating a Russian troop withdrawal, then that would make sense. As China said, sovereign borders need to be upheld. That's the first point in their peace plan. So it seems to me that if we uphold the first point of China's peace plan is to uphold sovereign borders, that that would be a great negotiating point to start from. U.S. officials say China is, quote, far from being an honest broker. It has supported Russia economically and diplomatically, as it did again in the G20 meeting, opposing a joint statement about the war in Ukraine. 
India, which hosted the meeting, could be in a better position to broker some kind of peace, says Anatole Levin of the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. He points out that India abstained from U.N. votes on Ukraine and has been a major importer of Russian oil and gas since the war began. On the other hand, of course, uh, India has influence in Washington because Washington is so anxious for India uh, to become a partner against China. So I find India uh, perhaps the most hopeful possibility. He's not hopeful, though, of any peace process anytime soon, but he says as the world and the warring parties grow tired, there could be a, quote, provisional peace of exhaustion. Michelle Kellerman, NPR News, the State Department. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. When voters talk during an election season, we listen. We ask questions, we follow up, and we bring you along to hear what we learned. Get closer to the issues, the people, and your vote at the NPR Elections Hub. Visit npr.org slash elections.